Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hello. We are back. I'm Matt. With me, as always, is my life partner, my boss. <laughs> That's me. My buttercup. Mm-hmm. Courtney. Yes. Hello, dear. Hello. Sorry. Sorry. Hello, awesome human. <laughs> Thanks. I, I got corrected on that recently, the, the use of deer. We'll get there. Yep. So we're here. Season 10 continues. We're here to present to you... The Social Event Survival Guide that we've come up with. Okay. Sorry. We're off to a great start. So, Courtney, let's, before we dive in to the actual guide itself, and I should probably just, before we even get into the preview, can I just say, be prepared to take notes through this one, Mm. or be prepared to, and I'm sorry to say this, go back and listen to us again. Yes. I'm sorry to put you through that, but there's there's a bit to go through here. Yeah. So be prepared to take notes. So let's set the scene, Courtney. So social events come up, it's part of life. Yes. So let's say you've been you've been a good little bee on your diet for the last couple of weeks. You've been 100% perfect because yes. that's, what, that's what's the done thing on diets, right? Yes. Yeah. So you find that it's very easy because, you know, when you're at home, you're at home, or you're at work, or you're at the gym. It's all a very controlled environment. You're killing it, no dramas, and oh, shit. Something's coming up on the weekend. There's a gathering, an event, a party, whatever it might be. You think to yourself, okay, what do I do? I'm 100% perfect with my diet because that's what it calls for and I think I have to be perfect to achieve anything with this. If I go to this event, I'm going to break my streak. Mm-hmm. Or alternatively, what if I just make up an excuse not to go? Yeah. So I can stay perfect. Does this sound familiar? Yeah. I mean, I like definitely never didn't go, but I used to I remember getting anxious going to certain social events or out for dinner or something like that, not not wanting to make a mistake or um, not wanting to binge um, because in the past I'd sort of looked forward to those styles of events because they were an excuse for me. Not to cut loose. Yeah. Really? So they, then they started to cause me a bit of bit of anxiety. I never got to the point where I didn't want to go or I went and didn't eat anything or drink anything, but I would definitely have a bit of a inner struggle with guilt versus it's fine. I have skipped events, in particular when I was sort of weaning myself off of alcohol. I told myself, well, I can't get sloshed. I can't, you know smash them back if I'm not there. Yeah. So, you know, I can't I can't really screw this up. But of course then you've got the the other side of the coin where you don't get 
good time with with friends or, or a good you know a, a good social experience or whatever. So I have been guilty of this in the past. But what have we told you? There might be a better way. Yeah. Which is where there the social event tips. The social event survival guide comes into it, which is what we're here for. Yes. So the guide, sorry, okay, Courtney, you give me that look. What do you want to say? No, I'm just going to say you're very husky and deep in your voice today. Really? <laughs> yeah. Husky? I think so. It's because you're yelling at the football all weekend. <sighs> <laughs> Off topic, but if you think Matt's voice sounds husky and deep too, it's because you're yelling at the football all weekend. But anyway, back to the survival guide. Yeah, just bring up my PTSD. <laughs> Sports teams losing. That's okay. Rugby team, you're out of the season. But hey, NFL's just started. Stop yourself. Okay. So we have here the social event survival guide presented to you by Courtney and her husky husband. Yes. <laughs> Apparently. I like that. Yes, it All is. Right. So there are... It's a nine-step guide. Yep. So like I said earlier, please be prepared to take notes and or listen to us again. And yes, I apologize for that. So, Courtney, can we agree that the, the concept of limiting your social life or avoiding social events or whatever due to your weight loss goals is a preposterous proposition? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. I'm just loving the fact that you said those two words. <laughs> I'm sorry, what two words? Preposterous proposition. Say it again. I'd rather you say it because I know you can't. Lay it on me. They're so close. Imagine trying to say that five times. No, I'm not going to say it again because I'm going to muck it up. I'm not sure you could do it once. Anyway, yes, I do agree. You got the giggles today, don't you? <laughs> it's just funny. Are we are we selling you for one of those episodes? Preposterous proposition. Those are the words that you decided to use. <laughs> Sorry. Come at me, bro. Yes, I do agree. It is indeed a preposterous <laughs> proposition. That's it. Yes, I do agree. It is silly to limit your social life because of that. Well, it's, it's not living. It's not like... You know, we're we're not here on Earth forever. Like you're setting yourself enjoy back. the moments. Yeah, part of part of transforming yourself, right, is to be setting goals, achieving goals, living your best life that you possibly can. Hashtag live your best life. Indeed. Hashtag motivation. Um, but hashtag preposterous proposition. <laughs> but if we're gonna limit ourselves, we're taking steps backwards. We're not. It's not part of our transformation that we would be taking steps backwards. So we have to be careful with this, that, yes, we're not getting new habits uh, creeping in, right? Because limiting yourself in a social setting is could potentially be a new habit. If you're not careful, that would just creep into your lifestyle and um, continue. And if not just a new habit of avoiding events and, and gatherings and whatnot, it's also a pretty good way to ensure you end up resenting what you are doing yeah. in, a, in your attempt to get in good shape and improve your health. It's also really um, terrible for your mindset, as we'll discuss, I'm sure, throughout the survival guide, like the guilt and the um, 
obsessiveness, the anxiety can really overwhelm you. So um, not great for your for your mindset either. Probably feeds into an all or nothing mentality. Yeah. So like, oh, well, I've you know I've got to drop a couple of dress sizes, and so I I can't do this and this and this and this and this. Yeah. Like it's just not. It's not a sustainable approach. Preposterous, even. I could tell, and it's a good thing this is an audio format. I could tell just looking at your face then <laughs> that you were waiting for it. I know you so well. <sighs> Sorry. It's the smallest things that set you off, isn't it? Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no, I'm I'm here for your laugh. That has that has got me. <laughs> your hey, your laugh got me. Like it's I'm I'm here for this. Whatever I can do to get this out of you, the look on your face, the way you laugh, the noise, it's, you know what? It's so easy to love you. Anyway, so I'm holding up the episode. I do apologize. I cannot be the only one that found that hilarious though. Would it matter if you were? No. Thank thank you. Okay. So. Can we just move on to number one? Otherwise I'm just going to keep laughing about this. We talk about, you know, the, the, preposterousness of the proposition of 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 giving up your social life. The thing is learning that you can actually still make tremendous progress and take really positive, sustainable steps forward and enjoy a social life, take it from me, is a very liberating feeling. Yes. So before Courtney completely sends us sideways. No, I'm serious now. This is serious. You're serious for now. I'm back on track. Right. So let's dive in. Social Event Survival Guide, step number one. Courtney, take it away. (laughs) Yep, serious, back on track. (laughs) No problem at all. Should I just mute your microphone and do this myself? No, one, don't leave the house hungry. Tremendous pro tip. Yes. This is a pro tip that covers a lot of ground, not just for social events, will I just say. We're going to tackle social events right now, but just in the back of your mind, remember, don't leave the house hungry if you're going grocery shopping, if you're Mm. going to be running errands, if you're going to be, um, I don't know, going on business meetings, if you're insert, don't leave hungry if you know you can't get to food anytime soon. Yeah, fill up, fill up before you head out. Yes. To help avoid grazing and or mindless snacking. Yes. Now, if you want to go a, a little bit deeper with this tip and this recommendation, I would say to you, to make this an easy thing to fill yourself up, just make sure there's lots of color with you know, fruits, vegetables, salads, but in particular, ensure you get a, a good chunk of protein in there as well because protein is really, really good for satiety, a.k.a. feeling full and yes. feeling you know, satisfied with, with what you've had. So number one, don't leave the house hungry. Number two, be present and listen to your body. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing, right? Like you think you're hungry. Are you really hungry? Are you really still hungry? Do you need more if you are out eating or whatever it might be? Be aware of the signals your body sends to you. It's a great way to learn how your body works as well, which is a key part of this. So be aware of your body signals, in particular, your hunger. Yeah. I would say if you feel 
yourself having a hunger pang, just give it another 30 minutes or so just to make sure it really is hunger rather than like, oh, I could really go that. Yeah. Because sometimes your eyes tell you that you're hungry when your body actually probably is not. I've yeah. been guilty of that more times than I care to count. Where my eyes are like, yeah, mate, let's go. Yeah. But my body's not saying it. My eyeballs are. Yeah. Or is it... Isn't that the first thing that you actually eat a meal with, with your eyes? Yes, it is. Mm. I think as well, just keep in mind as well, all of these tips depend on the style of social function you're going to. Obviously, if you're going to a social function where it's literally to have dinner, then yes, of course, you're probably going to be a little bit hungry by the time you're going there because you're there to eat dinner. But I find with my family functions especially, like there's always pre-food to dinner. And it's usually snack food, chips or... Sausage rolls. Something. There's always pre-food. There's so always a warm-up with, with the family Every gathering. function's different. And obviously we're generalizing with this list because we can't make it for every single social well, function. Well, to be fair, with, with these points we're going through, you can pick and choose and apply them to the event you're going Correct. to. Correct. Flexibility yeah. and adaptability is yeah. a, a positive thing with this. Yeah, absolutely. So be present and listen to your body. Yes. Courtney, number three. Plan beforehand and set boundaries. I'm a massive fan of this one. This is huge. Yeah, because I think this is the one that really factors in the style of social function you're going to or social engagement because you're planning ahead because you then you know what is expected or what's going to happen at this social engagement. Is it just drinks and finger food? Is it a sit-down dinner? Is it um, a buffet? Is it... A booze up. Booze and no food at all? Mm. Like there's... You're gonna have this is the this is the time where you can really apply this one to literally any function mm. because this is planning ahead and setting boundaries for yourself. Yep. So based off the style of function that you're going to, you're gonna be able to start setting boundaries um, to create awareness for yourself on over drinking, overeating, um, where your limit uh, where your limits are gonna be. Keyword that you used awareness. Yeah. Just being able to create awareness around behavior and decisions is, is a big thing. And just being, assuming and taking control yeah. of yourself, your choices, aligning with your goals. So setting limits and boundaries for yourself around the type and the quantity of food that you want to consume or the drinks that you want to drink. And I, I can say I do this every single time. We have an event or go out. It's like, okay, this this is what this is what I'm happy to go with today. I do it or too. tonight. It's 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 a habit now. I actually don't yep. even really think about the setting of boundaries. I do do it just just out of habit, really. But I think this one is really helpful because we all um, are guilty of something, right? Whether it be over habitually overeating or over drinking. There's some sort of habit that's ingrained, and I was always an overeater. I've never been an overdrinker. I've never been that big into alcohol or just any even soft drink. I've never found myself needing to overdrink those sort I've, of I've beverages. Been, I've been both. It's not like yeah. I've never been drunk, but it's never been a big problem for me to say, "Oh, I don't feel like drinking tonight." Whereas for me, the overeating is where I've really had to put my effort and my boundaries into yep. making sure that I'm aware of how much I'm eating 
and the styles of food that I want to eat, things like that. So I think we all have different areas where we're going to have habits ingrained in us that we really need to put our efforts into being aware of. I know for me, this is this has been the biggest of all these we're going through. This is the one that's helped me the most. Yeah. Over time, is just being prepared to have some sort of plan and to set boundaries around yourself. And the thing is, I want to just really put this out there with setting boundaries, with having some sort of a plan of attack for yourself. Just understand that you may not get it right the first time. In fact, you probably won't get it right the first time. Who cares? It's just a necessary first step to take to learning how to be in control of yourself, in control of your actions. And it's, it's a form of personal accountability. And I would actually go as far as to say a form of personal leadership mm. and to really succeed with you know, weight loss, health goals, whatever it may be, accepting that role of personal leadership and responsibility is well, without it, you're not going to go far. This is a great step towards really being accountable to yourself and your goals. This is a great point because I think we could go a step further even from that, just say you're not only not going to get it right the first time, you're not going to get it right every time. I mean, mm. I've been doing this for 10 years and Good job. Yeah, I, agree. I still don't get it right all the time. There's still, yes, sometimes where I go out and think, you know what, did I need to have that ice cream for dessert? No, but I did. <laughs> Was that a great choice for me because I feel a bit shit now? No. Um, so I'm not oh, going to yeah. get it right every time or I'm going to bow to, you know, um, my own eyes instead of my stomach sort of thing so you're not always going to get it right but I think the key word you said there Matt is awareness it's all about creating awareness creating accountability for yourself and making that a habit because I think the more often you go into situations having created the habit of awareness then the more often you're going to use it right probably also also worth saying that it's a good point you bring up there wife that even now you're not going to get it right all the time, but you probably get it right more than you don't get it right. Yeah, for sure. And you certainly do get it right now more than you would if you didn't do this. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you you're got the prime example with your um, drinking, over-drinking. You never over-drink because you, that's a really hard and fast boundary for you. Well, I've, I've got boundaries there to begin with as like, if, if you're not aware you're listening, for me now, I only drink at weddings and funerals. Yes. Alcohol, that is. Yeah, yeah obviously I drink <laughs> liquids elsewhere because if not, I'd probably be dead. That's yep. a preposterous proposition there. Yep, <laughs> it is. So for me, it's alcohol at weddings and funerals because if I'm going to have a drink or two, it's for an event worth celebrating or a person worth remembering and sharing sharing moments with people. Yes. You know? But even then, even within that weddings and funerals boundary, there's another boundary of I'm not going above two or three. No. Because I'm, I'm satisfied. So I want, also want to make sure that the whatever I am going to have, I'm going to enjoy it. Yes. I'm going to take my time. Rather than what I used to do because I had no limits at all is scull the first one and the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth and just keep going. Now, because of these boundaries that I have, if I do have one or two or a maximum of three drinks – Man, they're good. Yeah. Because I take my time and be present in the moment with the people that I'm sharing that moment with. Yeah. To just, rather than just skull the bloody thing, just sip away, enjoy it, savor it. So, yeah. For me, as I said, this is, that's been the biggest one for me. Yep. So. Uh, number four. Number four. You, you 
may I? Oh, I'll, sorry. Allow me. You don't need to eat just because other people are. Yes. Speaking of another one that has helped me a lot personally is this, because I know how it can be very tempting to just fall in line. Yes. For lack of a better phrase. Well, shit, everyone else here is uh, is tucking in. I'm like, mm, I suppose I should too. A big thing with drinking culture. Yeah, there is. This one. Yeah. So we say you don't need to eat because others are. You also don't need to drink because others are. Yeah. I feel like with, with drinking and almost like grazing style of food, yeah. that this is a big one for that. Yep. I find this personally less when I'm in um, when I've ever been in a sit down meal situation. Yep. Because you're sort of there prepared to eat, right? You're that's the whole point of the event is yep. to have dinner or lunch or mm-hmm. whatever. But I find this one is big with drinking and also grazing style of food culture because yes. you just feel the compulsion to continue to eat because others around you are. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I would say that, to be fair, if it's part of your plan, go for gold, mate. Yeah. Giddy up. However, just mindlessly grazing just because others are, like it it kind of means that you're giving control of your choices over to those other people. Like what's the point of that? This is where I mentioned before about personal accountability and leadership. This is part of that. Like, you don't have to do what other people are doing. You do you, boo, as the phrase goes. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Now, this will tie into the next one, which yeah. I'll throw over to you, Courtney. If you, if it is part of your plan and it is part of the event that you're at, we're like, hey, we are going to be eating here. Courtney, what's number five? Well, it's to assess how hungry you are. Yeah. So this one does tie in because, again, it comes back to – one even a couple of points ago, which is where we're talking about awareness. This is just being assessing and being aware of how hungry you are in the moment because it's very easy in these situations to just continue to eat mindlessly. Oh, I know about, yeah, I've been guilty of that. And especially when you're around potentially food that isn't in your staple foods. Mm. So they're not in your everyday, every week staple go-to meals. These are foods generally outside of that. So... When you're around that style of food and, and they might be what you crave, you might be a sweet person or a savory person. So it's very easy for you to mindlessly graze or mindlessly eat and overeat to the point where you're going to make yourself feel sick because of it. Um, so this isn't saying don't eat it. It's being aware of how hungry you are and, and con- being aware how hungry you are throughout the social event because you're – as we said, sometimes we eat with our eyes, not our stomachs. So we just have to sometimes check in with ourselves and ask ourselves, okay, how full am I right now? Do I need to have a break? I don't really want to keep just eating, eating, eating more, more, more. This has been a challenging one for me when I've been at events where there are multiple options available and I know I love them all. Yeah. So I must apparently have them all. Yeah. I, I find this as well like buffet style events mm. um, or like grazing style of events yeah. where the sweet and the savory stuff is all put out at the same time. <sighs> that one's hard for me because yeah. it's like, where do I go first? Yep. So we've got something here that we like to refer to as a 50% rule. So eat around 50% of what's on your plate and just assess. Yeah. does my body still want more? If you know you do, then have another 50% of what's left and so on and so on. 
The thing is here, and I'm to be fair, I'm saying this as much to myself as I am to you listening. You don't, you aren't a food disposal unit. <laughs> you aren't obligated to eat everything and to clean off the plate or empty the bowl. Matt, please pay attention. This is great advice. Well, to, for me too, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very much guilty of forcing myself to finish delicious food rather than just allowing myself to feel like I've had enough. Yeah, I, hey, I, my hand is up on yeah. this one as well. Yeah. So I, this point is for me as much yeah. as anyone. So I think the 50% rule, 50 and 80% rules really help because a lot of people then will turn to us and say, oh, that's well and good to say assess when you feel full, but when do I assess? So this just gives you – I I now have got to the point where I don't necessarily think about the 50% rule and then the 80% rule – it's become, again, a bit more habitual for me to really just be more mindful of my body and think about how full I am. But that, that comes with practice though. But again, yeah, a lot of people, when you start, and I needed that cue when I started, it's like, yeah, that's all well and good to say assess how full you are, but when do I do that? How do I do that? So this is just a really easy way to try to get your brain thinking more about how you feel that you are have half of what's there then have half of what that, remains yeah. and half of what remains and then just see how you go mm-hmm. yeah now moving on to number six is actually logging what you eat now this in particular is going to be if you are if you are listening for example and you're a client of ours yeah and you are, and you will know you're on a food diary week right we're still going to want to see. Yeah. We're still going to want to see because it's part of, of learning about you yep. and what you do and what your habits are. And it's also a huge part of accountability, which is owning your shit. Yeah, don't hide away from it because you don't necessarily – I think we can easily try to convince ourselves that we've done something wrong. Nothing's been and done wrong. Yep. You haven't done anything wrong. Mm. So it's not like you're trying to hide something – and you don't want to get in the habit of your mind feeling like you have to lie and not be accountable for the things you're eating Yep. because you feel like you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. You want to avoid that feeling. I so, think as well, also, just even if you're not working with a coach, right, even if you set yourself a plan and boundaries for an event, logging what you've done and what you've had is actually how you can assess how your plan worked in the real world. Yes. So, yeah, on one hand, I'll say, like, if you've got if you've got coaches or you're a client of ours, like, yeah, we're going to want to see. But we're also going to want to see to see how you went versus your plan. Yes. Because what if it needs to be adjusted for the next time? We can help with that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So just log in detail. Like, put it in your phone, whatever whatever thing you've got. Like, it might be a notepad in your, in your bag, whatever. Like... Log in detail what you've had and just see how you performed in relation to your plan. Mm-hmm. Now, I said before about, you know, if you've got coaches, they're going to they're want to see this too because here's the thing. Courtney, you touched on it before where you want to avoid getting into the habit of thinking, oh, well, I, I don't want to record this. I don't want my coach or my coaches to see this. The things you don't record or the things you don't want to record are the things that your coaches will want to know about the most. Yes. 
Now, Courtney, what is number seven? And this is also speaking of things to remind myself of. Yes, and myself is eat slowly. As a professional inhaler of food. Yes. So try to enjoy what you're eating. We're talking to ourselves here as much as anyone, aren't we? Yes. So we're trying to actually enjoy and taste the flavors and appreciate what we're actually consuming Mm. rather than just slurping it in. I think that this also comes back to say the first point, which was don't attend an event starving. It will also help with this one because remember, the more hungry you are, the quicker you are going to want to try to eat your food. So um, this one really plays into that, but definitely try to slow down, savor your food. Um, Yeah, just remind yourself. Chew, chew. To chew, basically, yes. So the recommendation, like, don't be afraid to chew upwards of 15 times per mouthful. Mm-hmm. Now, I've, I've been quoted in the past as saying the following words. Chewing is overrated. Actually, it's not overrated. It's probably underrated. So the thing is, I have improved at this over time, but there's still more, more room to improve because, like, I, yeah, I do eat with my eyeballs to begin with and then let's go, mate. Yeah. But eating slowly does ensure that your brain has time to receive the hey i'm full signal from your stomach mm-hmm. now i can also i definitely can relate to this from a, a an alcohol consumption perspective the slower you consume the more likely you are to enjoy what you're actually having yes. and enjoy the moment that you're in yes eat slowly eat Matt slowly and courtney eat slowly Number eight, a particular favorite of mine that's helped me a lot for a long time now is don't sleep on just having some water. Yeah. So if you're in an event, if, if it's possible, like keep a glass or a bottle of water very much nearby and ensure it remains topped up Yeah. as yeah. the event goes by. Definitely stay hydrated is definitely yeah. a good one, especially if you're going to be drinking alcohol. In an event, mm. so try to drink water throughout the event as well a as good, alcohol. A good way to pace yourself, a good way to, obviously, as Courtney said, keep yourself hydrated. And also, if if you know that, that you're potentially prone to hangovers, this can help to prevent that as well. Yeah. I also find that water is a great tip just in general, not just social events, but in general, to help keep you fuller for longer. Yes. So I've actually used water for quite some time now as a way to finish off a meal. Yes. Because I know if I'm somehow still hungry after I've had the meal and after I've had a nice big glass of water, then I'm probably actually honestly still hungry. But nine times out of ten, the water finishes me off. Yes. So, hey, yep, water is boring. It's also a pretty good tool. Courtney... Lucky last. Yes. The lucky last one is a very important one, which is no guilt treats. What do we mean by no guilt treats? What we mean is based off your plan and your boundaries that we spoke about earlier, allow yourself to have what you want. Mm. So this whole list is not designed based around limiting yourself and forcing you to as you mentioned off the top, Matt, try to be perfect. 
Um, Try not to have any treats at all or anything off plan or, you know, you have to stick with your with your food that you've been having day in and day out, this isn't a list based around that. It's based around planning and setting yourself boundaries. But then within that, allowing yourself to have whatever you want. But we're trying to remove the guilt. We're trying to remove that mindset where when we go off um, our staple foods that we're supposed to feel guilty for that. We feel like we're doing something wrong. Yeah, so it's it's not a case of we're saying go hog wild and yeah, mindless eating is is great yeha. But the thing is, treating yourself to something that you've been looking forward to without guilt is a pretty good feeling. Yes. So I would say, and we would recommend, with having no guilt treats at any event that you're going to, choose wisely. Yes. But most of all, enjoy it. Yeah. I know for me, if we're having a, a, a date night or a date lunch together, Courtney and I, I look forward to it. Because we're going to be having a good time together, but also having food we don't normally have. No. So I look forward to that. But also, it's got that other benefit where we're trying to avoid restriction mm. and deprivation and the whole, oh, I can't have that. Like, no, actually, you can if you want. Yeah. But there is a difference between, no, I can have a little bit of that and I can really enjoy that versus, mate, I'm going ham on this one just shove it all in yes it doesn't need to be either just going mindless or depriving yourself no there's got to be somewhere in the middle here a happy middle ground where you can enjoy what you're having feel like you've had a nice little bit of a bonus or a treat but not feel like oh shit i'm sinking the ship here yeah anything you'd like to add there because we're at the end we're at the end. Oh, I think that covers it, really. I think it's just that reminder, those really big reminders in there that you just mentioned. It's it's all about moderation and it's about awareness, boundaries, but also enjoying what you're doing mm. and not making social events uh, an, an, an area that is going to bring up anxiety or guilt or any of these other emotions. I'd probably say don't make it bigger than what it is. Yeah. And if I'm going to start anywhere to begin with, the first place I start with is having a plan and setting boundaries and just yes. basing everything you do off of that. Yes. To me, that's the foundation of this, at least for me personally. I think having a plan, setting boundaries, and then if you just use the one word, boundaries, sorry, plan, boundaries, and awareness. I think if you just remember those three words, everything else will fall in after that. Yep. So as I said before, if need be, please go back and listen to this again. And I'm sorry if you have to do that in advance. Yes. So we will wrap this one up. Hopefully this has been helpful. Yes. I mean, as I said before, we're kind of half speaking to ourselves. We are. As we are to you. However, before we go, Courtney, we have a Facebook group. We do. It is called The Weight Loss Podcast on Facebook. I've heard of that before. Yes. Weight Loss Podcast. Tell me about that. It's a mad... It's a... It's a very um, creative name. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, if you look up the group on the weight loss on, on Facebook called The Weight Loss Podcast, um, come there's, and join the group if you're not already in there. There's a link to it in the podcast app yes. that you can click on as well. So come hang out with us. That's Other it. than that, well, we have an email address you can reach us at. Podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. We love thoughts. We love feedback. So, hey, 
Come and hit us up anytime you want. Courtney, let's get out of here. Let's do it. Thanks for joining us. We will see you for the next episode. Bye. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com.